Hey guys, something that we are excited to tell you about is a company that is taking wine to the next level. If you've been at a restaurant or grocery store trying to pick out a bottle of wine but had no idea where to start, like me, or you're just looking for a unique event for your friends, family, or coworkers, In Good Taste is a new type of winery that can help you do both. Their many wine bottle tasting flights help people with varying degrees of wine knowledge learn more about wine. In Good Taste provides tasting flights and complimentary virtual tasting over Zoom. The tastings create a safe space for novices and pros to ask questions about the wine, the regions, food pairings, etc. Unlike the traditional lecturing at most wineries, In Good Taste provides a fun event with trivia and quirky food pairings like which wine pairs best with Crunchwrap Supremes. Each mini bottle is one glass of wine, so you're getting two full bottles of wine, but in a variety for just $65. This lets you learn more while committing to less. In every situation, you're going to have these little episodes where things aren't, that they, they don't go your way. Right. And you're going to have one or two choices. You can say, well, that ain't fair. Mm-hmm. Or you could take it upon yourself to say, what is it that I'm not doing? Right. And I would rather take the, the side of, like, I understand. And I, same thing like I just said earlier with my, my kids. I understand. And I tell my kids, life is not fair. So always look within mm-hmm. and stop blaming everybody else's ass because that's the reality of things aren't going to be fair. Look within and say, what can I do? Or what can I do better? How can I Make the leap. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. Usually Tyler brings us in. I, I've got to do it today, I guess. Go ahead. You know, Darren, you know, like, hey, show, and you know, he ain't going to do it. No, I ain't doing that. That's your job. Do your job. If you stay in your lane, doesn't that we always talk about staying your find lane? Find what people are good at, and yeah. uh, don't ever work on your weaknesses ever. <laughs> if you've been following us for any amount of time, you know that our structure—you know, Sundays are interview episodes, Wednesday roundtable, Friday feel good Friday, which is a new concept we've added—just a quick, punchy message to end your week. If you're brand new, this episode you're listening to right now is what we call our roundtable episodes. Basically, we take a topic. We throw it out there, and we just we talk. We talk about our experiences with that mm-hmm. topic. We talk about what research we've done with that topic. Usually, it's not much research. Usually, it's just you know anecdotal experience. And I would say most of the time, the topics that we throw out there typically have a tangible concept to them mm-hmm. or a takeaway. Yeah. It, it's something we fairly have a good grasp. Something on. we've experienced before. Something we've experienced. Yeah. And today is no different. It is something we've experienced, but it's not a topic we have a solution for, to be completely honest with you. It's not like you're going to leave this episode with an actionable item and an actionable step to say, all right, path is, path is laid out for me. Right. Because this is a deep topic. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's, it can get pretty... I can't <laughs> wait to have this. And I was, I'm hoping Tyler gets here on time to yep. finish this off, but I can't wait to, for this topic. Like, mm-hmm. I'm excited. Once you... We, you know, we just brought it to my attention not too long ago about this topic. Yeah, Darren, this Darren heard honest. about this five minutes ago. But I like to keep it fresh. Multiple I mean, honestly, I like to keep it fresh. <laughs> yeah. Because. And I'm and, the opposite. I and, like to research. Oh, you want to research yeah. and study I like to, it. I like to know up. what the hell I'm no, talking I about. Want it, I want it fresh. I want it on top of mind right now. And let's have the, because I feel like it's authentic when you can just jump right into it. So it's inauthentic when you actually prepare? Uh, preparation is you know, look. We're having topics, man. We have real life topics. I don't have time to prepare for real life topics. I don't like, have time. Hey, shit that happens. I don't know what like, episode that hey, was. But they, I don't like, have time. Shit happens. Like right now, I got to be able to to go. Yeah. It's like football, yeah. man. That's how yeah. it was in football. It's like yeah. I didn't have time to sit around. I you know what? How I was in football, man. Everybody, I used to walk in when I come out to practice, and everybody be out there stretching and all, and they'd be like, "Oh, preparing for the practice." I used to always tell dudes, "Hey, have you ever seen a cheetah sit there and stretch?" You don't see a cheetah jump off. Hey, deer runs by, the cheetah has to go. Oh, I got to get these hamstrings right. His ass gets off the rock, chases it down. Yeah. yeah. Same way, bro. See, that's put the one mic, perspective. Put the mic in front of your boy and let me just go. My, my perspective While is. Elizabeth is looking at me crazy. <laughs> my perspective is your brain is chaos. <laughs> yes. 
lazy unpreparedness is actually laziness. <laughs> no, no, it's not unpreparedness. It's just the fact of it needs to be real. Like, you I, like, you found a study, convenient excuse to not prepare. No, that is if, my I, point. if I have to study for a test or prepare for an RFP, I get it. Like if it's business and it's those type of things, I, I get that part of it. But when it's like fresh topics, man, I like to just walk into these yeah. topics and go. No, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. And I'm, I'm giving you a hard time, but. I, I, I like to combine the two. I yeah. do like there to be an element of, you know, just off the top of your head. But I do also think it's valuable to do research yeah, and, and, and yeah. figure out other perspectives and other trains of thought True. other than what you have just experienced. Because I think, and that actually leads in well, well done to what we're talking about, is this concept today is we're talking about fairness mm-hmm. and the concept of fairness and life being fair or why it's not fair. And to that point, I think... For me personally, I could just live this life in my own lane and stay with my own experiences and, and probably do okay. But to me, there's no growth in that. Right. If I'm only ever going to research things that I'm interested in or topics that I've experienced, there's yeah. no growth in that to yeah. me. Right. I'm just Absolutely. talking about myself. Yes, agreed. And this concept of fairness, you throw that, that term out there, and the great thing about it, maybe the curse about it, is that if I say fairness, Elizabeth is going to – her brain's immediately going to take her somewhere. Mm-hmm. Your, your brain's going to take you yeah. somewhere else. Tyler's going to take him. So we're all going to have a different concept of that term. So when I think of fairness – actually, I don't want to put this on me first. Darren, when you think of the term fairness – and I'm not going to put any parameters right. on what I'm asking for here. Right. Just overall, when you think of the term fairness, what comes to mind when you think of fairness – it doesn't exist. There is no such thing as fair because there's always a winner or a loser. Mm-hmm. Now you can collaborate and you can get some wins here and it's almost like a negotiation. You get some of your wins and maybe they get some, but it's a give and take, but it's never equally fair. Right. And I, I man, I love this conversation because I went through this years ago in two separate situations and the conversation centered around fair. And it was when I, my first year at Arizona State, when I walked in the door, I had a coach named Lovey Smith, who was our position coach. And the first thing he said to me or to the group was, there is no such thing as fair. I'm not going to treat everyone equally. Mm-hmm. If you're a guy who's been here three years and I know you and I can trust you, well, you're in the door. I can, you may get, have some advantages. But if you're a young rookie, young kid coming as a freshman, I'm going to treat you a certain way. You got to earn it to get there. So he says, I'm not going to treat you guys fair. Second time is when I went through a divorce. And as you can imagine, it was a very emotional time. And I I was there with with two attorneys, her representation, my representation. And my attorney looked at me and said, we're going to go into this. And I said, she said, we're going to go into this, and uh, I just want you to understand it's going to get a little hairy. And I said to her, hey, I just want to be fair. And she turned around and looked at me. She says, I'm going to tell tell you something. There is no such thing as fair. And it's the second time I heard it. And it just, it blew me away to the fact of they are both true in, in, in every situation because you you feel like you can try to you know try to be nice about things and but people are going to take if you're too nice they're going to take on the other side if you're too you know what I mean it's always mm-hmm. going to be a, I'm not going to say a winner or a loser but it's you're, it's never things are never going to be truly fair and it happens in life like in just in life and I'll go back to you here Ben but at, you know, we look at our lives and I look, I've looked at my life and I've always been like, well, man, I grew up in this situation. That's not fair. Uh, I didn't have the academic success in college or in high school because of the way I was brought up and, you know, the schools weren't that strong. And that's not fair. Yeah, it's not. I think there's a lot of things that aren't fair in life. It's, it's just the hands that were dealt mm-hmm. and it sucks. But that's the reality, and people need to get that shit out of their mind to think that things are going to be fair because it's never going to be that. Right, right. You know, it's funny the way you phrase that and the examples that you gave because this is exactly what I do, and there's actually scientific research behind it. 
I tend to think when I think of fairness, I think of all the scenarios where I'm on the losing end of the fairness mm-hmm. stick. If Absolutely. You will. Yep. I never think about the scenarios where the I'm winning. the winner right. in the fairness. Mm-hmm. Right? I only think about the times, oh, I blew my knee out. That wasn't fair. Right. I didn't get to go play in the NFL. That wasn't fair. I didn't get that job I wanted. That wasn't fair. But I don't tend to think about, dude, I've got two awesome, beautiful kids. Right. I've got an amazing wife. I grew up with two loving parents. That's not fair. Right. Why did I get that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You didn't grow up with that. That's right. That's not That's fair. So yeah. why doesn't my mind go to the scenarios where I'm the winning, on the winning side? It only goes to the, the selfish part of me says, this isn't fair because I'm losing out. Yeah. I tend to suppress the things that are fair that I have the, uh, the advantage of. Yeah. Right. And obviously... and. We may not want to go down fully down this road, but race is a big deal right now. Yeah. And whatever your opinion on it is, there's an issue of quote-unquote fairness. Mm-hmm. I was born with the, co- the color of my skin that I was born with, I had nothing to do with. Right. Same with you. That's right. What's, what's fair in that? And there's not, man. There's just, you know, look. Look, I, I, I look at it as... I guess, you know, the color of my skin, I've never, I've looked at it as early on in my life, looking at it as, well, things aren't fair because I had to do this and that. And, you know, I always tell my kids, look, you got to be strong. You can't get in trouble as a black man. You can't have strikes against you. You just can't. As a black woman, you can't have strikes against you. You can't. Is it fair? No. Is it the reality? Absolutely. So when you come up in this world, and I told my kids the same thing, look, you can't afford to have anything on your record Mm -hmm. because they're not going to look, the the people that are hiring, most of the people that are hiring are are white people, right? They're usually in the position of bringing you in. And I don't want to make this a race deal, but it's the reality of it, right? So they're going to want to hire people that look like them, act like them, that they can relate to. That's just how it's always been. Mm-hmm. So as a, uh, for a person of color, you have to come in and you better bring it. There's got to be something special about you. And I've told that about my, to my kids all the way up. When a cop looks at you a certain way, it ain't fair. Yeah, he may look at your white friend a certain way, no big deal. But he looks at you a certain way, it's, hey, it's not fair, but deal with it. Deal with the realities. I think yeah. people have a problem with dealing with what the true realities of the world is. And they, don't, they always want to say, well, damn it, it's not fair. Which, I mean, it's just not ever going yeah. to be that way. Yeah, there's a couple of layers here. Because where I sit when you talk about these things that I haven't personally experienced, the, just being completely honest, my first reaction is to recoil a little bit mm-hmm. and to think, I don't know if I believe that. That's, I'm, right. just, I'm just being completely honest, honest with you. Yeah. My first thought is that, I don't know, let, let's dig a little. So let's dig a little deeper into this. Is perception of fairness, does per, is it fair to say that the perception of fairness may or may not align with truth? Yeah, there, that's fair. Is that fair? That, that, <laughs> no pun intended. Is that yeah, fair to say? That's fair to say. Right? <laughs> so you say the reality is, as a black man, a cop's going to look at me at a, in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And you say that's a reality. And I'm not discounting that that is a reality right. in c- certain scenarios. But I guess my thought is, however many cops there are in the world, yep. it's probably fair to say that not every single cop no, is going to look at you and that you're right, way. And I'm painting them with a broad right? brush. So, right. so let's, let's not be, and it's funny because I was actually thinking about this concept on the way over. We as human beings, lazy is a strong word for it, but we, we tend to do things and create things and invent things that are going to make our life easier. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I've never put these two together. It's, it's the same way when it comes to the discussion of race, honestly. Right. We tend to get a little, we paint a broad brush Mm -hmm. on both sides. Both sides, right. On both sides. Mm -hmm. And instead of looking at individuals and individual scenarios, Mm -hmm. and I'm thinking on the one hand, well, that's, why can't we just look, why can't I see Darren Woodson, right? Or why can't I see Elizabeth Prophet? Or why can't I see Ben Gibbs? Mm -hmm. We have to put you in a bucket 
and you have to put me in a bucket mm-hmm. and you have to put cops in a bucket and we have to put all black people in a bucket. Why can't we just look at these things and I wish it was like that. I wish it was too. Yeah. But it's so, not fair. So it's, it's not, not fair. It's not fair. Right. And that's right. exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Because that's not a reality. Right. Because the tendency is not to look at individual situations, which is not fair. Right. We have to have these type of discussions. Yeah. Eventually we want to work our way and we want to have a discussion, me and you, that works our way to not being so surface level. Right. If that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Because I want to take the conversation beyond. It's so easy just to say, "Well, all cops are racist, right?" And and that's it, you know, all black people are criminals. Yeah. Like it's, that's just too easy to say that. It, it, it is, and it's exactly, and that's not fair. <laughs> and that's <laughs> and, we, and there we go to the to, to not being fair. And it's you know how I I guess the reason why I say the things that I say is just through like life experiences, right? Exactly. And I come from a place where it was predominantly minorities. Mm-hmm. And it was always a struggle. Right. It was simple. It was, it was a struggle in, in a lot of you know, certain ways. And I saw it through the fact of how my mom was treated, how my uncles were treated, and those that were closest to me. And most of the time, it was by those that were in authority. Yep. And those that were in the position of authority were white. Mm-hmm. So you always looked, I've always looked at it, and, it, and things have changed dramatically since you know, my time. When I when I was a kid, but it was still that those experiences that I was going through. Well, those people are in authority positions of authority. Why are we struggling? Mm-hmm. And it was kind of the the victim mentality at the same time. Why are we struggling through this? Well, because that person controls our you know destination, our income, whatever it, it may be. Mm-hmm. So you always had these experiences like, man, that ain't fair. That's not fair. That's not fair. And that's when you start to, bro- to, to brush everyone with that same brush, right. right? Just through those experiences. But as you grow older, you start to understand like, look, in life itself, and I don't care what situation you may be in, whether it be in school or a job or uh, what, in a sport, whatever, in every situation, you're going to have these little episodes where things aren't, that they, they don't go your way. Right. And you're going to have one or two choices. You can say, well, that ain't fair. Mm-hmm. Or you could take it upon yourself to say, what is it that I'm not doing? Right. And I would rather take the, the side of, like, I understand, and I, same thing like I just said earlier with my, my kids, I understand, and I tell my kids, life is not fair, so always look within, mm-hmm. and stop blaming everybody else's ass, because that's the reality of things aren't going to be fair, look within and say, what can I do, or what can I do better, how can I make the leap, Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's tug on that a little bit. So you're talking to your kids about fairness. And, and again, the discussion of what you believe is right or wrong, who, that's not for now. Right. When you talk about fairness, can you think of any examples where your kids came home and they said, man, dad, this mm. and this happened to me, that wasn't fair. Yeah. What was your advice to them in that moment? How did you guys handle that? The circumstances, I'll give you an example. I had one of my sons was in, at, in Lubbock. A uh, number of years That's ago. God's country. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about God's country here. He was at a party, and it was a predominantly white party. Mm-hmm. And uh, someone's, uh, <laughs> a female complained to a cop outside the party that someone hit her on the butt. Uh, the cop came in, picked my son out. Mm-hmm. All white party. Wasn't and, and then it got a little hostile, so I yeah, get a DJ. We're talking about this yeah, is, DJ ain't backing down. DJ's not backing <laughs> down. I got hostile, got to be ugly. Uh, a couple of guys start. They start to scrum a little bit. Um, uh, the cop got DJ kicked him out. Told him to go home. Right, and he like so. I get a call, and this is man. This is the hardest moments as a father is when you get a call and your son is emotional and he's in a situation where he was just having a good time. He says, I wasn't even involved in the situation, but the guy came in and got me. Uh, he me picked out, me out. Right? Yep. Picked me out of the crowd, yep, that's right? not fair. Not fair. So 
I had to go back when he, he and here's this father son conversation, minority father son conversation. Who are you with? Where were you? What were the circumstances? Mm-hmm. Let's have that discussion. And we had that discussion, and it was clear to him, like, well, maybe I shouldn't have been in this situation. Because why, why was that clear to him? What, because what it was clear it was him? clear to him to the fact that, like, look, if you put yourself in certain situations that you might look, we all would think, well, we can just go anywhere and do whatever we want. I can't take. You can't go to Watts, California, mm-hmm. wearing a blue shirt. Right. Right? Right. Or you can't even go to Watts, California, as a white man and walk right. down that street, don't, right? Don't underestimate. Shit will happen, right? <laughs> but this is, a, is that fair? No. Uh, well. That's not fair, yeah, right? It, technically, it's not fair. I, I don't have a desire to do that. But, yeah, technically, but yeah, that's so not So, let's fair. say yeah. you were going somewhere visiting and you just happened to get stopped right. in Watts, right? Probably not a good idea. Is that fair? Hell no, it's not fair, right? It's <laughs> both not, both it, of you guys are looking like, this dude would yeah, get yeah. eaten alive. <laughs> and, that's, and that's the same perception I gave to my son. Dude, understand the circumstances. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're in a, a hostile, alcohol's involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're way outnumbered. Yep. And the boys that you're with don't, have your, don't really have your back, yeah. right? Yeah. Understand the circumstances. It's not yeah. going to be fair. Don't put yourself in those situ- yeah. situations. You know what I love about that is, is you're not spending time harping on the wrongdoing yeah. or, the, or the unfairness. Yeah. You're yeah. focusing on what yeah. can I do? What can I do to uh, – oh, yeah. there's tie bones. <laughs> Yo, uh, uh, we're on. We're, we're live. On, we're on blast, bro. We're on. <laughs> we're going. <laughs> uh, you didn't spend time focusing on the unfairness of the situation. You, you and DJ came up with three tangible things you could do yes. in that scenario to maybe be in a better position, yes. position next time. I don't think your microphone's plugged in. <laughs> so if you want to come, come sit on this chair. Yeah. Come sit down, girl. <laughs> And we're pulling in our, our producer into this at some point. <laughs> yeah, I would love to hear your perspective because you're a different age than we are. You've had different experiences, obviously, like we talked about earlier. So, Shoot, first time on the mic. <laughs> this Girl, discussion we're having, what, what, what's your thoughts? What's your input on this? Um, so I had a different upbringing from um, Darren growing up. Mm-hmm. I grew up playing tennis, which is a predominantly white sport. And I think my mind has changed from a little kid. I didn't really notice the differences between, like, me and my white friends. And, like, oh, maybe they're getting this because, you know, so-and-so. I'm like, everyone's equal. We're just just having a blast. And I don't think my mom really just kind of explained to me, but she just always told us, like, you know, you need to go everywhere you go. You need to look presentable. I know she's going to kill me right yep. now because I don't look presentable. <laughs> she's like, everywhere you go, you need to look presentable. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to have a bad temper on the court. She's like, you're not going to get away with that. Your other your friends are, but you're not going to do mm-hmm. that. They're not going to give you the same opportunities. Sure. So she didn't necessarily put it out that it was a race. She just said, you need to be 10 times better than everyone else in order to get the same opportunities that everyone else is getting. Mm -hmm. And so when I got to college, I kind of veered towards like, I guess you would say my white friends. And that's what I grew up with. And then I had a teammate and she was black and I started veering towards like the, the black community in college. And you kind of notice like in the athlete world, common sense was you don't go to the white parties by Mm -hmm. yourself because don't really know you're outnumbered if something happens you know you're gonna be the one that they're gonna you know right. get in trouble and stuff like that so I always knew in the back of my mind I'm not gonna put myself in any type of situation where I could be looked at as the one that's gonna get in trouble or mm-hmm. I'm the one that's gonna but did you like what, did you look how you look at that was it fair to you did you feel like it was fair honestly that never really crossed my mind wow. about fairness it just I always do in the back of my mind like just because I grew up in that environment mm-hmm. was I can't put myself in any way, shape, or form that's going yeah. to <sighs> make myself look unbecoming to yeah. my mom. That's interesting that you took those 
you took those things from your mom and you didn't spin it to think this is unfair. You just said, well, this is just what I got to yeah, do. This is so. just what I am. But as I've gotten older and I see and I teach at a really nice facility and I teach the a wonderful kids and everything. And you just kind of say, oh, man, that's not fair yeah. to, to, to kids in, you know, East Dallas or like lower income neighborhoods. They're never going to get these opportunities right. that these kids get that that's not fair and i i i kind of feel for them and and kind of see like man that's mm -hmm. crazy that they will never get these opportunities to to even see yeah right and it, it is what it, and i want to say this though because we're Ty bones uh, get back in here we're, we're on the air right now and i, I want to make Elizabeth. sure that was awesome thank you you know within this show that it doesn't just speak to the black community. We, I, and that's the one thing I don't want to. I mean, well, yeah, it goes, yeah. it, we're, we're going to go to we're going to take this to different avenues. But yeah. I did want to explore this particular topic because yeah. it's so relevant right because now. Because it goes this goes across all races. Correct. All races, whatever situation it is, you might have situations where they just you know you're a white one white guy and you're in a Hispanic community and things aren't fair. Right. For for you, I yeah. mean, it's just. But you know, having the topic of fairness is to me in my mind. Like, we need to get that out of our brains because that's not reality. Yeah. Well, and that's why, whether it's fair or unfair, hearing that coming from you holds a little bit more weight in my mind because of the, what you've, because of the way you grew up and what you've experienced. Right. Mm -hmm. If we want to turn, because again, there's a, there's, you can think of fairness deep, shallow. You can think of it in all sorts of spectrums. We were at a, you know, for what we do in our day-to-day -day job, we're in real estate, and I was at a warehouse yesterday, and I knew we were going to talk about this. I knew this topic was going to be what we were going to discuss. So you were preparing. Or I hoped. Right. <laughs> uh, I guess I didn't run that by y'all yet. But, and I'm sitting there, I'm walking around the, the workers, sitting there, you know, putting boxes together and, and putting products together, and I'm sitting there thinking, I did nothing to be born where I was born, to grow up the way that I grew up, mm -hmm. to have the connections that I have, to have this now opportunity, this job that I have today. Right. I did nothing for that. And these people did nothing to be in the situation that they are in. So this concept hit me really hard in that moment of, man, life could look a lot different for yes. me had I been born on the other side of town. Yeah. Had I been born, well, I guess I was born in a poor mm -hmm. other country, but my metaphorically speaking, on the yeah. other side of town. We don't choose the situation we're born into. We have nothing right. to do with that. Right. And so you can look at these situations and think, well, what's fair in that? Right. And so I guess my, you know, if we're taking it away from the race discussion into opportunities, what's fair about me meeting Darren five years ago on a happenstance by luck, mm. Darren walks into the gym and literally changes my life. Yeah. What's fair about that on the other 24 trainers that were in that gym that day? Yeah. I didn't yeah. choose it, right? Yeah. But, you now, but you did choose to walk up to him, and you did choose no, actually, to engage. Well, so he, was, he, actually, funny, hey, story, this is a good funny story. story. He racially profiled. I did racially. They said Ben. They, well, when I there walked was a black in, Ben and a white Ben. There was a black Ben and a white Ben. So when I walked in... The day before, uh, I was talking to the two, well, the, the GM, yep. GM yeah. and the GM said, hey, I know the perfect guy who can train you. His name is Ben. Former football player. Former football athlete. player, athlete, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So, so this dude finds the first black dude in the gym so he can are find. Are things fair? <laughs> uh, I mean, but this <laughs> is where we Ben on his shirt. Exactly. <laughs> we, are things fair in life, right? They're not. So what do I do? I walk up. We, you know, you have to walk up these stairs to the top floor. And I walk in. And I said, oh, okay. Well, you know, there's a guy, there, there's a guy named Ben. That I'm supposed to be training. Who's with. also a former athlete? Like everything aligned up, yeah. other than the, who we are actually yeah. are as people. He's there. The other Ben's there. <laughs> Went to the other Ben. That's not fair, but it's the reality. Was yeah. I'm figuring this is the athlete. Yeah. This is this is the guy that's supposed to be training. Oh, I didn't look like an athlete to you. No, he did, but he's a black dude. <laughs> so I figured the brother was the brother was the real athlete. The real athlete. Right? The real athlete. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but you know what, man? We you know. It, but I, I guess to button that up, it wasn't like I didn't do anything special that day. No. We ended up figuring it out. We ended up working together. And now my, the course of my life is different because fair or unfair, I had an opportunity to meet you. Yeah. Yeah. And this is people all over. It's not yeah. just but specific that's the, to But that's the idea of luck, right? The idea, what is luck, right? Luck is when opportunity 
meets preparation. You were prepared. Had you not been a great trainer, had you not been knowledgeable, had you not had the personality, it doesn't. So, so yes, the, the intro was there. You worked in the right place. Darren with it's all whatever, right? Fate, whatever you want to call it, but you were prepared. So the work was done. The hard work was done to create the opportunity so that you were prepared when it came about. Yep. So, so I, I agree like that there's, it's not fair. I, I don't agree that it's not fair. I, I agree that there was some opportunity that that was uh, blessed to you in that relationship, but I don't think that you can look at it and it's that it's not fair because let's say the other Ben was was there and you chose him and that was would it have ended up the same? Probably not because it's just different person, different relationship, different. It's totally different, right? Mm-hmm. So, but I, the, I guess the, the fairness aspect of it is I would have never met him, thus having the opportunities that I have now. So, yeah, there, I, I well, would have never met him if you didn't qualify to be no, a you're trainer exactly right. at Equinox. But there's other qualified people there that yeah. he could have easily worked with yeah, and yeah. gotten him re- yeah. good results. Probably would have got better results. So, <laughs> if you're looking at, well, that's not fair. I wish I would have gotten. <laughs> you had both shoulders still in yeah. I'm going to skate right over now. that. I'm going to skate over that. <laughs> Other trainers could look at that scenario and say, well, that's not fair. He gets to work with Darren Woodson. That's yeah. How's that fair? I'm just as yeah. qualified as he is. Yeah. So that's the con. And, and, and the oh, point were that, they, though? No, they weren't. Yeah. yeah. The point what I'm I'll making is. He, did, he was good. No, he, he was good. <laughs> the point I'm making, the point that, Darren, you were making is the reality situation is yeah. things are just not going to be fair. No. That's the reality. You know what? One so of what do you do with it at that point? Yeah. yeah. So. I don't want to take all take away from that. You yeah. want to jump in? Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, and look, I, I'm going to put it out there right now. I'm sorry. I definitely walked in late to this. So if you guys have already made walked this analogy on the, on the phone. Doing business. Yeah. Sorry. This yeah. is You know what, though? This is the transparency of this dang podcast, yeah. well, right? This is what right. we do. Darren's like, sitting there kind of like not that mad because he's probably going to take well, a cut of whatever you that deal you were just about to close. So yeah, You are. <laughs> it, is our, it is our client, by the way. <laughs> it is I, I our client. You're okay. Darren's put on the front that he's upset he's not upset well let's let's get back Keep to the topic, my pocket man. but i want i, I want to finish this yeah one. when i was playing we used to do this we used to have this um fashion show and it was put on by roger staubach and 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 troy aikman and it was for american cancer society yeah the wives do it right Why, well the wives are doing it now but back then it was okay. we used to do this fashion show and we used to do it at this big hotel and it was for young kids that had cancer and we would walk them out on the stage and whatnot. And I remember walking out this young, this little girl, she had to be seven, six, seven years old. And I met her backstage and, you know, held her hand and they had, you know, she had lost her hair. She had gone through chemo and all. And I remember looking at her eyes and thinking, and I had kids same age and thinking, it's not fair. It's not fair. No I mean, that wasn't fair. Yeah. And it's because, like you said, you know, we've been dealt a hand. And, you know, it's just the circumstances that, you know, each individual has to deal with. But I sat there and thought about, man, this is why, why, how is it that my kids are healthy mm-hmm. and this family of five and their youngest daughter is the one, dude, it, it was just, that's the reality that starts to hit yeah. you, man. And that's the thing when you start to think, man, either I'm, I'm blessed to have the opportunities that I have. I really am. I'm just blessed to have the opportunities that I have because this could easily be, have been one of my kids. Yeah. And I agree. And I mean, even on a, on a bigger scale, right? We, I do a lot with human trafficking mm-hmm. and domestic abuse and sexual abuse and, and groups that, that help fight that. And it's the same, same concept, right? Mm-hmm. Is it fair that, you know, a five-year-old or a seven-year-old or a 13-year-old is abused by their mom's boyfriend? That's right. You know what I mean? Right. Is that fair? Yeah. Hell no, it's not fair. Yeah. Like th- that is, and, and, I mean, it breaks your heart because they have zero control over that. Mm-hmm. They didn't choose to be there. They didn't choose to put themselves in that situation. They didn't choose to live with the consequences and, and the effects of that abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, and so 
so yeah, I, I agree with you. There are things that are absolutely not fair. Right. I think the question is, I think we, we, we acknowledge, we're all in agreement, right? Life is not fair. Like there are things that happen in life that we could never understand. We don't understand God's plan. We don't understand why he does certain things, why he allows certain things to happen, uh, why there's so much darkness and evil in this world. But I think that the biggest question, and I don't mean to like pivot, is, is what do you do with that acceptance and knowledge? And I'm going to start it off light because, and this is, we, we got a little heavy there on some topics that were a little bit, a little bit heavier, but like, I, I think back of just my football career. And I, I mean, let's just be, you know, in the NFL is I had to realize very quickly that it's not fair within a team because right. I made sure I was the first guy in, I was there, I, I led, I was an example, I was all this. And there's guys that literally roll in two minutes before meetings start, and then they're out the second that they can leave. Mm-hmm. But they're the ones that are getting all the snaps. They're the ones that are, are getting all the recognition and accolades and contracts and all those things. And, and here I am fighting for my job every single day, right. and I'm doing it right. Mm-hmm. It's not fair. But I could sit there and, and, and be butthurt about it, and I could, I could be upset, and I could be resentful to him. But one thing that I did, I did is I made a decision early on that it's like, man, first of all, I'm just grateful to be here. Right. And then two, what is me being resentful or hateful or to him, what is that going to do for his career? How is he ever going to shift from maybe just that lack of effort or right. discipline? How is he ever going to look if I'm, if I'm that way to him? It's like, no, I'm just going to help. Let's right. just help uh, and, and understand that. Do what I can do to control it, but don't let those things that I cannot control, the unfairness of this world, control my mindset, my positivity, and my progression as an individual, whether it's in football or off the field, and we can transition to it. But you've got to ask yourself, is, is this realization that life is unfair, is it going to paralyze me or is it going to encourage me? Yeah. So when it paralyzes you, what are the, what's the thoughts that go when you start to really dig into, okay, life is not fair, and then you start to get this negative feel towards that other person, right? How much energy are you wasting? How much true energy are you wasting by saying, oh, my God, he gets this, he gets that? Look, man, you know, I think a lot of our conversations, where do they start? Who do they actually point back to? Yourself. Yourself. Mm-hmm. Because it's the same thing your, your mom probably used to tell you. When you had, you had brothers and sisters, right? What did your mom used to tell you? Life's not fair. Life's not fair. And, stop, and, and Well, so-and-so has it. You know, you gave it to Jimmy. Why can't I have it? Hey, worry about yourself. Yep. Just worry about yourself, man. Because it takes so much energy out of you. And, again, figure out where you said it earlier, Pitt. Figure out where your blessings are. And the things that you have, like, you know, you, yeah, it may be an unfair situation where you lose out, but think about the, the, the fair situations you have. You're, you're healthy. Your kids are healthy. Yet, yet you have a nice you know, job. There's so many positives that you have mm-hmm. for yourself. Mm. Tyler, I want to ask you and, and Darren, you the same thing, and, and I'll go as well. These examples, because there's a lot of clarity. How long ago did you retire? 2000. Six to end of 2016. Okay. So, so you make me four, do math here. Four and a okay. half years. Thank yeah. you. So four and a half years ago. So it's easy to have clarity four and a half years after yeah. the fact. In the moment, though, when you're first going through this, take us back mm-hmm. to that experience of these guys are showing up two minutes before. I'm doing everything right. This is unfair. Take us back mm-hmm. to that before you had the clarity to realize. Yeah. Did you, did you from the beginning mm-hmm. say to yourself, I can only control what I can? Mm-hmm. Or did you ever at, at any point struggle along there thinking this is unfair? So I think early, like back to my story, the draft, right? Watching the draft, I was for sure like, this is unfair. Mm-hmm. Like, why are these guys mm-hmm. getting drafted and I don't even get an opportunity? This, this is unfair. Uh, so in the moment, yeah, there was, uh, there was resentment. There was, uh, there was pain. There was fear. There was all those things associated with it, and and it did paralyze me for a, sh- a short amount of time. But then, going to a CFL workout, getting an opportunity to go play quickly. Okay, well, if I'd have just 
sat there and felt sorry for myself, been the victim. We've mm-hmm. talked about this, be, been the victim because it's unfair and there's, it's out of my control. No, it's not out of my control. There may be an unfair, an unfair event, but the big picture, when you look at life, it's, it's literally just an accumulation of fair and unfair events that mm-hmm. happen to you. So if you realize that, okay, look, I'm not, yes, this one event sucked, but is that, is that one event going to take the fork in the road to go down the victim mentality, down the lack of progress, you know, down a road that I don't, I didn't want to be when I was four years old, or is that unfair going to, am I going to use that as fuel? Am I going to use that as motivation? Am I going to continue working towards that? And you've got to make a decision because again, there's going to be another unfair moment. There's going to be another fair moment that you're like, yeah, I deserve that. But looking at it from a longer picture. So for me in the moment, yeah, like it's natural to sulk. It's it natural is. to feel bad. You know what? It's, it, you it's know what's real. Natural? What's natural? It's like, it's natural to be jealous. Yeah, sure. It really is. I mean, and that's uh, being, when you're in an unfair situation, it's laced by jealousy. Yeah. Cause that's what you're thinking. Like, man, you know, how can this person have all this and he's been given this and that's not fair. And then, then there's jealousy and there's envy and you have to deal with that. And that's your pride. Yeah. Then your pride gets yeah. in the way. So mm-hmm. that's, I mean, there's a lot of things you have to yeah. uncover through well, that process. Think about how inundated with that we are because yeah. we get to see everything. Like you look at, you look at social media and back in my day when I was single, it was my space. Right. And it's like, how is that dude with that girl? Right? How is and then and it's like that's not fair that that clown right? I know that dude. Like you you look at and now in social media currently it's like okay that vacation that they took, you know that job that he has. Oh my gosh, this dude's an influencer because he put out one funny video or (laughs) one thing happened to him. Like that's not fair. Like we're inundated with all of this information because we see everybody's best version of themselves on social media. So now it's like man, must be nice. That's not fair. Like, I wish I could have had that break. But again, it's one event. It's not an accumulate. Life is an accumulation of all of these events. Mm -hmm. And it's, okay, how do I respond to this one? How do I respond to the next one? How am I going to respond to the one after that? How am I going to respond to the one after that? And just recognizing that, look, there are things out of your control. Accept it. Mm -hmm. But don't let those things that are out of your control control your life. Yeah. And I think there's varying degrees of acceptance, meaning it's easier to accept some things and other things. It's like, man, this really sucks. Right. Yeah. Right. So true. Really. Sucks. That is yeah. so true. Yeah. But one thing you said you did Tyler, cause I'm always looking for tangible. What can I take away tangible? What can I actually do? I, I, I don't want to speak in generalities. I want to know what can I do? Yeah. And one thing that you said you did is you, you pivoted immediately. Yeah. You said this situation sucks, but I'm going to pivot and focus my attention on something else. Mm-hmm. You didn't focus your attention on what sucked about it. Yeah. You said, I'm going to go play in Canada. Because that's going to get me a step closer to the ultimate goal. You took a tangible step in the right direction. Now, other things, that's a little harder to do, right? Mm -hmm. And and we talk about the race, you know, issue. That's that's a little harder to pivot in that scenario. But I think about my injury, same, sort of similar to Tyler's. And again, when I sit here and bitch about this, I feel like such a fool because it's really not that big of a deal 10 years later. Mm -hmm. In the moment, though, it was a huge deal. Yeah. Yeah. In the moment, it was everything. And I can remember in the moment thinking this sucks this is not fair why did a knee injury happen to me i had everything laid out there perfect it was all going according to plan why did the knee injury happen to me Mm. and so then my shift my focus shifted towards rehab i was able to forget about the crap the the suck of it and i was able to shift on well i'm just gonna get better and in four months i was able to do a pro day Mm. Fastest recovery of anybody they'd ever seen because I was so dialed in. I was so focused on that moment of I'm going to overcome this. I'm not going to sulk. And so I get there and I run my 40 and I run routes four months later after a big massive knee injury. Mm -hmm. Scouts coming to do that was awesome. You did a great job. Then the draft comes. Rounds one, two, three, four, five, six, seven all go through. My name doesn't come. That next Sunday morning, so the draft ends on a Saturday, next Sunday morning, the Washington Redskins at the time called me up. Say, hey, man, we think you're a hell of a player. We want you to come to rookie minicamp. Now, all of a sudden, I'm back, baby. Right. I'm back. My, everything's back on path. Man, I just, uh, yeah. my, my focus is re-energized. Like, I'm ready to go. 
And then what happens? I've told you this story. Yeah. That was a Sunday. They call me back on a Tuesday, the very next Tuesday. So literally that Sunday, I, my feet were so far off the floor mm. on that Sunday. Mm. Yeah. I, you couldn't, they were, I didn't have a bad moment that day. In fact, my buddies threw me a party that night. Like we were all jacked up. So excited for this opportunity because four months earlier, I'm literally being wheeled into a, yeah. onto a surgery table. Mm-hmm. And Tuesday morning, I get another phone call from the Redskins. They say, hey, man, we thought about it. You know, you're so fresh out of surgery. We don't want you to come up here and hurt yourself. Mm. We want to be fair to you. We'll call you back in the fall. Stay, stay in shape. Mm. That's not fair. Yeah. I, everything I ever wanted was there for me. Right. Why? I, I, the phone call that I dreamed of was right there, and then yeah. three days later, it's taken away from me again. That's not fair. And so I pivoted again, and I had to go focus on the next thing. And so thankfully, you know, my focus was shifted, but I just think about, like you said, Tyler, it's, it's, it's just going to keep coming at you in waves. Mm-hmm. And you can sit there and, and be pissed off about how unfair it is, but that's not going to get you anywhere. That's right. Yeah. And so I love what you said. You just shifted your focus, and that's yeah. what I did in that moment as well. Yeah, and I think, you know, in the NFL specifically – I mean, I'm throwing I'm throwing random numbers out there, but there's probably a year, probably two thousand guys that are good enough to be on an NFL roster that don't even get a chance. Right. I mean, whether it's a smaller school, whether it's a bigger school, whether it's injury related, whether it's that sucks. That, mm-hmm. that that's not fair because it, again, it you've hit the lottery by either having the exposure or getting an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yep, but. Again, and I know you see this now, hindsight, like you said, but let's just, that's a, at maximum, 13-year career right. of your 90-year life. Yeah, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So, so what are you going to let that do yep. over the next 70 years of your life at that mm-hmm. point? Or yeah. 68 yeah. years of your life? How are you going to let that define you? And I think of it. A job, right? Let's say, hey, I'm the most qualified person for this engineering job or this sales job or whatever role it is. I am 100% the most qualified. But because of whatever reason, they pick someone else for another reason. Not who's best qualified, but who fits that position based off of their quota that they need to fill, let's say. Right. So let's just say they need, uh, you know, they need a minority in that role. And let's say you're not a minority and you don't get it. Or let's say you are a minority and they don't give you the chance because you are a minority and they would rather someone mm-hmm. that looks different than that. Whatever the case may be, that sucks. That sucks. And that is totally unfair. But are you going to let that stop you from applying for the next job mm-hmm. by continuing to yeah. get educated, continuing to progress down that career? I hope not. And I hope you the, make that realization. Look, feel it. Let that let that pain be real. Don't yeah. don't ignore it. It's but, just it's, it's the it, look. It, it's laboring in that pain. Mm-hmm. I mean, the amount of time that it takes you to get out. Like those that can overcome mm-hmm. obstacles, like overcome you know bad situations, are those that are normally successful, right? So it's those that sit there and they lay in that swamp, mm-hmm. and then it comes misery. And then it becomes negativity. And then they want to point the finger. Again, look, we all go through this. We all have unfair moments. Mm-hmm. But if we continue to just sit there in that in that swamp, in that negativity, and you, you start focusing on that, it's hard yeah. to get out of it. Yeah. yeah. You got to pivot. Yeah. You, you got to figure out what, all right, all right, at some point, you got to say, hey, man, look, shit, life goes on. The birds are going to chirp yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. What's next? Yeah. I, I got to move forward. And, th- and that's a superpower. Yeah. To what you just said, resiliency is a superpower. And you have that ability. And if you can develop that trait of being able to you let know things. I, I, I want to say this. I want to say this. And I want to, because I, I think there's part of this. Like, <laughs> and I'm not, like, there are some really smart people, really brilliant people that pr- over process things mm-hmm. so much. Like that's not fair. They didn't choose to do that. <laughs> they did. But 
And I, tell you, I used to have this coach who say, you know why you were able to, to overcome things and you're resilient? Because you're not that damn smart. <laughs> and you just move on to the next. That's, that's a backhanded you know, compliment. No, no, heard. that's what he was saying. You just move on to the next, right? Yeah. Woodson, like, you are dumb. If, if, I'm, if I got to sit there and process and process and process and over, you know, and continue to sit there and, and just and can't get out of it. It's like, yep. a, like a hamster wheel. You yeah. can't yep. get out of because it, Because you're going to find what's unfair about you're it. You're going to continue. That's one of my biggest flaws. I'm thankful for it in moments, but that's one of my biggest flaws yeah. is I overanalyze everything. That's exactly how I am. I think of every situation, and I just get in this hamster wheel of just overthinking it. Now, I've tried to get better. Yeah. This podcast has taught me how to be better. And you said something earlier, Darren. You've got to look at self. Yeah. And that's... The, that's one of the main things that I've that I've picked up from here mm. yeah. is starting to learn learn to, and I think there's a, a, a two way balance here. You're balancing. I've got to look at myself, but I've also got to look at situations where I can serve and help others as mm. well. I can't just only be focused on me. I've also got to help bring people up along the way. Right. But the point of looking at yourself is that you're not getting outside of yourself and thinking about what you don't have or why this is unfair. If you can, if you can hone in on you, just you, you. and yeah. only think about you and think about the blessings that you have and think about the life that you're – and maybe you have zero blessings. Hopefully that's not you. Mm. But if you're listening to this, you probably have some blessings. You right. li- if you're listening to this and live in the United <laughs> States, you've got you, some. You're probably pretty good. So it's – the balance of learning to, to look at yourself and focus on you and not worry about what anybody else is doing. But then again, I don't want to neglect, though, that when things are unfair and it's unfair to a point that things need to change, you do have to look outside of yourself in that yeah. moment. Yeah. And you have to band with other people at a, a community yeah. to make yeah. a change. change. Yeah, so yeah. let's focus on that self thing. Um, let's, <laughs> let's make sure we distinguish between things that are unfair and the relation to your perspective of yourself, yeah. right? Because there's people that, oh, that's, I shouldn't have got that. I should have got that, and he shouldn't have, and I deserved it, and that's unfair that I didn't get it. Deserved. Well, here's, wow. here's one thing. Look, yeah. if you are constantly thinking that things are unfair against you, you need to take a breath. You need to look in the mirror, and you need to ask yourself, is it unfair or is it me? Is it unfair or am I just an asshole? That's it. <laughs> really though. Like, because, because we as a country right now, we are inundated with this, with this victim mentality that it's, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. It's unfair. He's mistreating me. No, let's look at it. We are, we are a capitalist country. It is performance-based. That is why we are the country that we are. So make sure that if you're just saying it's not fair... Make sure that you are checking all the boxes that you're responsible for first. Yeah. Look, yes, there are absolutely... You're checking the boxes that you can control. That you right. can control. Right. Yes, yeah, yeah. Right. That you're responsible for, for yourself, being, being responsible for yourself. Mm. So let's, let's be very careful when we say, oh, just life is not fair, it's, but get over it. I just... Well, but if you're not making sure that, that you are prepared for that job interview, you're prepared physically for that competition or game or whatever or for prepared for that test or whatever it may be let's make sure that you are confident that you've taken care of everything and here's the deal if you're looking at the mirror and you're saying i've done everything you're lying to yourself because i think every one of us in this room can say there's more than i could have probably done Mm -hmm. to be prepared so make sure you listen and, and you recognize that voice in your head and which voice are you listening to. You listen to that voice on your right shoulder that says, man, you deserve all that. Like, don't listen to them. Those are just haters. They're trying to hold you down. Or this voice over here that says, um, you probably should have gone to sleep a little bit earlier last night. Or you probably shouldn't have eaten that. Or you probably should have read that book. Or you probably should have done your research yeah. for that. Make sure that you're listening to that voice that is, that is giving you a logical evaluation of who you are and why the unfair things are happening to you on a constant basis. Yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. I do think there's nuance involved in that. From the way I grew up and my perspective and my experiences, I have the ability to look at myself in the mirror and tell my, and be real with myself if I'm really doing everything I can. 
because, and I'm not saying because of my skin color or anything like that. I'm just saying because of my, my personal situation, two loving parents, the way I grew up, I can honestly look in the mirror and tell myself, dude, you have every opportunity out there. There's nothing being held back from you for any reason. But I do appreciate and appreciate not in a good way, but I do understand that there are people that grew up in different scenarios that haven't had every opportunity. Yeah, and that's un, that's uncontrolled, and that's not controlled. That's, un, that's uncontrolled. So Those I do want to be mindful that. Yeah, absolutely. Look yourself in the mirror. I totally yeah. agree with that advice. But I think what Tyler, but, but what Tyler yeah. was basically going through was the fact of, of what you can control. Like mm-hmm. there are things that like certain people are just assholes. Yeah. Like, well, talk they, to us. They don't want to blame. Talk to us. Take us back to when, and I know we got to wrap up soon. Yeah. Take us back to when you were a kid in the scenario that you grew up in. Had somebody told you that advice, how talk to us from the that lens and that perspective. Well, I, I think when I grew up it was you know, first of all, we didn't have all the social media and I wasn't looking out outside the, the outside world wasn't as big as it is, you know, as small as it is now. It was just huge. The outside world didn't apply. But I would look at, you know, look, there was a lot of jealousy. I'm not gonna lie. Growing up, the, I was jealous of Anything I saw on TV, why does this, why does a white kid have this? And we're catching the bus every damn day. I used to be on the bus and, and look at kids are, that are in cars, nice cars. Matter of fact, we used to be in the bu- on the bus counting the nice cars. Mm-hmm. Damn, I wish I had that. That's my car right there. That's my car. You know, you know and things weren't fair. And I'd always sit there and think in my, in my mind, and it's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. But it was all through experiences. Mm-hmm. And I said it earlier. It was because the experiences is the reason why I had this hater mentality. Yeah. It, it was what it was. But it is, as I started getting older, I started to realize that, I can make a difference. I mean, and I don't know if it was just a confidence in self, but it was that I don't have to sit in this role of, of wondering or of, of this guilt and this victim mentality of, well, no one's giving me, go take it. And I had a family member and my mother who always told me, if you want it, go take it. Mm-hmm. Don't sit back on your, on, on your hands and don't look at things as unfair. Life is not fair. Yeah. And I, and that was taught to all of us as, you know, as kids growing up. So I think my mindset was a little different. It was, it's, it, there's, there's some extremist, there's some extremist part of you that has to come out at some point when you're dealt up, what we call a bad hand. Mm-hmm. And you see it. You see a lot of guys who come out of the hood and then you, they get in the, in the pros and they're like, you're like, why does this dude act like this? He's an asshole. He's ar- arrogant mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. It's because he's gone through mm-hmm. and he's had to, he's had to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like he, it wasn't about school education. It was about survival. Mm-hmm. And now he's out. And now you're like, man, why does this guy act like this? Because man, the cards were dealt against him. He had to, he had to be an extremist to get to where he is now. Right. And that's why I, I sort of look at the I, I look at guys that come out of those unfair with quotes situations, and you wonder why they get to a point to where they're like cocky and arrogant. It's because man, look, it's all you know. And that's how I sort of got to man. I it was about me. Mm-hmm. Like I was the only one that was going to save me, yeah. even through unfair situations. I was the only one that was going to walk out on that field. My mom wasn't walking out here with me mm-hmm. to go tackle this dude in 120 degree heat. Mm-hmm. The boys that were in the hood weren't going to be out here with me. It all started with me. So that's the confidence I had to build to get over those unfair situations. Yeah, Ben, you sent, you sent us a podcast um, last week uh, about money and happiness. And yeah. we've ju- we just had that conversation. Uh, and it was really well explained. But one of the things that, that the guests on this podcast talked about was the reality that in the 90s, right, this dot-com boom, right, mm-hmm. there was more wealth created in this, like, seven-mile radius than all of Europe in the last hundred years. And so, but what he talked about was, he talked about women in this industry. It was a white male industry. That was it. Right. Like, that was what it was. It was really unfair to minorities, women mm-hmm. and people of color, mm-hmm. to try to go raise money because... Yeah the white males accounted for like 95% of right. all capital raise. Mm-hmm. That is 100% unfair. 100%. Mm-hmm. I totally get it. But 
you have to commend the women and minorities that have completely shifted that in 20 years. Mm-hmm. And the prominent, the prominent private equity, VC, female leaders, minority leaders that have totally changed that narrative. And look, is it, is it proportional now? I probably still not. But, but the pendulum has swung in the other direction. Yep. So there are definitely things. But guess what? I think, and in, in, in to the point that I was trying to make, and, and I'm, not saying, I'm not saying like there are, there are not things out of your control, and you control it. Look yourself in the mirror. Like mm-hmm. you control the dialogue in your head. Like I, I, I get it. But what I, what I am saying is, is you have to have a, a realistic conversation with yourself, no matter what your upbringing is. Yeah. You have to. And you have to understand, is it everything against me or do I just need some more growth? Yeah. Yep. You've got to ask yourself that yep. because if you don't, then things are, and you don't grow, then things are just going to continue to be against you. Yep. And look, is, is a, a, a minority female, is it, am I trying to say she has the exact same opportunity as me? Like, I'm not. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say that things are equal today. And that sucks. And that's unfair. But I, I also am saying recognize that mm-hmm. and recognize that I'm going to beat the odds. Yes, exactly, man. And this is, you just summed the whole thing up. Like, just recognize through self what circumstances you are in. Anytime you go into a battle, a fight, whatever it is, you have to do your own research on self, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's that's part of it. Mm-hmm. It's like figuring out what it is that I'm having. What what mountains and hills am I going to have to overcome to get mm-hmm. to where I where I want to be? Yeah, right. Yeah. And there's going to be a whole lot of unfairness that's going to be there. How am I going to deal deal with all that to yeah. get to what I want? And I think of and I and again from a football analogy, right? Is is you are a a zone defense, right? right. Zone coverage. You don't do a ton of man, right? Right, and you have a great year. You're this slot corner guy that's in the zone defense, or you know you're a free safety, mm-hmm. and then you sign with a team that is Play a man, man defense. <laughs> yeah. Guess what? Yeah. You're about to get exposed. exposed. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. So if Elizabeth and I apply for the same job, and I get it because of how I look, mm-hmm. but she was prepared. She did everything that she could, and I did not. But I got that job. Guess what? We all know those people in the workplace. They get exposed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Time will expose you. Yeah. So whether you get that job or the next, you you are going to continue to progress. Right. So I would just encourage those out there yeah. that that feel like, hey, the odds are against me. Recognize that. Yeah. Recognize that that's a reality yeah. because you are you are more qualified, you are more capable, and you are going to progress much further than the person that got the job that was unqualified. Right. Right. As Jaco says, good, good, good. Didn't get the job. Good. Good. All right, last question, 30 seconds or less on the answer for each of you. Because we have a lot of parents that listen to this podcast. As you're talking to your kids, we all have four-year-old children, yeah, specifically. Yeah. Five-year-old, four- and five-year-old. You just turned five. <laughs> not, not your older kids. You've already, you're you've like, already raised You're them. like Tiff. Like, <laughs> hey, what time is it? It's 1030. Nope, it's 1031. That's right. <laughs> okay. You yeah, know what I mean. So true. Yeah. We have young kids that are starting to grasp this concept, yeah. concept of life. What's your advice regarding fairness? Tyler, you go first. What's your advice to your kids regarding fairness? Just control what you can control. If you, if you can walk away from practice or school knowing that you did the best you possibly could, then I, I am proud of you and you can sleep easy because you are going to be better in the whole scheme of life if you continue with that and you continue with the resilience to know I've just got to, I've just got to keep doing everything that I can in my, in my control. You're going to have coaches, you're going to have teachers that treat you unfairly, things that you don't deserve, don't play you like you deserve. But if you continue to progress, you're going to continue taking those steps up that ladder and you're going to leave those unfair coaches, those players that unfairly got playing time. You're going to leave them in the dust it's a long game here. We're not focused on just this one event. Right. Yeah, mine will be real quick. Expose them to unfairness. Mm. Expose them. Let them. Let them see what unfair looks like. Let them go to the American Cancer Society, um, mm. walk yeah. a fashion show, and and see what unfair looks like. 
Let's go to a third world country and look at what unfair looks like. We as parents can't control some of that. We can control some of that. And that's just through exposure. Yeah. I'm smiling because you took mine. <laughs> Did I? That's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. Was yeah. If you think this is unfair, I'm going to go show you what unfair is. Yeah. Let's let's really narrow our focus in onto us. Yeah. And like Tyler said, this is a marathon, not a sprint. Let's not focus on this one unfair situation. Let's look at this thing, this this grand scheme of life. But let's get some perspective and expose the expose you if I'm talking to my kid to other scenarios and other situations right. that are much more unfair. Yeah. You've got it good. Yeah. You totally sound like a dad right there. Yeah. You do. <laughs> you do oh, you think this is unfair? Yeah. I'll show you what I'll unfair you is. Unfair. But that's true. Yeah. That's so well, true. we we opened this up with saying this is kind of a little deeper conversation. Um, we certainly could have kept going for hours, uh, and there's really no resol. It's not like there's just one resolution for this discussion. We'll probably bring bring it back up again, but um, hopefully this will start a dialogue either with yourself or with your friends or with your kids, and start the conversation on fairness. And, yeah. and, you know, we'd love to hear from you guys. Follow us on all the platforms, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Facebook even, yep. Twitter, yep. all the good stuff. So yep. we appreciate you guys. We'll see you Friday. Thanks again.